The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. From the birthplace of modern winemaking, Sonoma, California, welcome to the winemakers. Local experts Sam Katuri, Bart Hansen, and Brian Casey, along with host John Myers, invite you to listen in as they discuss all facets of winemaking. So sit back, pour yourself a glass, and let's hear what the guys have to say this week. There we go. That's that's the way to open the winemakers. Sam <laughs> and always does the best pour. He does. No and, one uh, can compare. I'm John Myers, and this is the winemakers. And I'm sitting across from my good buddy Sam Katuri, also from Bart Hansen, just swirling a glass of of uh, sort of uh, beautiful. What do you you got a Chen Blue Rosé there? That's the right? Chen Blue, your favorite winery in the world, and that's their rosé. I do um, like the place. Left here. This is the bottle that was left, so <laughs> thankfully no one took it. And we have Sandra Bernstein. Good morning, Sandra. How are you? Hi, guys. Well, I'm going to turn you way up. There we go. Oh, am I so gentle? You are. Yes. <laughs> you, you need you need to be into that microphone and everything. It's all okay. That's the idea. So, and of course, on my left, as always, Mr. Brian Casey, sommelier, and super superstar to the. Why is it that I always sit on your left? You're right about that. Well, because that's the chair that's yours. Okay. So that's all okay. The official official sommelier seat. Yes, it is the sommelier seat. seat. Want to know why? It's always the closest seat to the wine. Uh (laughs) You're right. And to the food. And the food. There you go. And here, too. Well, you know, we have been on the air since April, Sam, May, something like that. Uh, Well, I was in a knee brace still, wasn't I? Yeah, you were. Yeah. Leg propped up. You was, And that was I like was the first or least, second one. Yeah, that was early May, maybe. Okay. okay, so we now have all these shows, and we just hit 10,000 downloads, which means 10,000 people have listened to us for over an hour, and we're really happy about that. So uh, Wait a minute. Let's get that straight. Okay. Uh, my mom, you know, I, she just tunes in and it's just li- re-listens to him over and over and over again. So, well, so that's a good thing. So your mom has listened nine thousand nine hundred and eighty-four times, and the four <laughs> of us are the rest of them. Cute. Well, I <laughs> love, it. I love that right now it's around ten thousand because Bitcoin just went yesterday 10, Bitcoin, went over ten thousand. Bitcoin's like at eleven. It today, yeah, right now. Bitcoin's at 11, oh, God yeah. bless. Well, I don't know what it means. Is anybody playing with any... bitcoins here? Oh, yeah. Are, Are you? you really? Oh, oh, I, don't oh know. I thought you meant in the world. Oh, yeah, I'm tattling with it a little bit. Do you accept oh. bitcoin at the girl in the face? No, <laughs> that I can't. Then what is the if you can't buy wine and you can't go to dinner with bitcoin, then what is who cares what it's worth? <laughs> That's right. It's an investment. It's, it's, it's like an a stock. Right? You know, yeah. but they, they say it's going to blow up, and the next one will take over, and it's going to be the biggest currency drop ever. But it's got the, the best name. Seriously. I mean, it's the... Yeah. It, all other... I mean, it's like... Ethereum, the, it's, that's it's hard Kleenex. to say. It's Bitcoin. Yeah. It is. Like, when yeah. you mean yeah. digital currency that only exists Crypto. because we this cryptocurrency, mm-hmm. it's Bitcoin. It's like, right. do you say, I'm going to go make a photocopy, or I'm going to go get a Xerox? If you're investing in crypto, it's Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. It's, they got it. They nailed and, it. And let's face it, it's coming, right? You know, um, I'll, I'll, I'll say this: a lot of the millennials that my wife works with in San Francisco, they don't exchange cash. They don't. They, no, they they have. They, they have really Venmo. do. Yeah, and this they just. Is a... they, they, hey, I'm getting coffee. Okay, I just put six dollars in your. Yeah. You know. 
And they tell they you it says what you're buying. Like I'm like, oh my god, I have to put mine to private. Like there are people that are like, yeah, thirty dollars to blank weed. You know, uh-huh. <laughs> actually, it would be like one thirty. Yeah, it'd be one hundred and thirty, one hundred and fifty yeah. to two fifty, whatever. So, well, I, if I had a bitcoin, I would buy that bottle of pure today. But I would take oh your Bitcoin. For I don't. That. I, don't I would have give you that. six bottles for your one Bitcoin. And one Bitcoin. So we are at the Rhone Room, which is Sonoma's newest tasting house. Correct. I guess that would be true. I don't know how for how long. We've got a few coming our way, but. Well, for that's now, okay. I love the, it. Yeah. It's definitely the coolest. No, this is well, yeah. and let's face it. It's for town of Sonoma. It's the first one. As you come into the valley, yes. I mean, uh, you you make the turn onto Highway 12, and the first thing that you see that's um, that's not uh, that's not farms is the Rhone Room. So you see Fat Pilgrim and the farm and Rhone Room. Isn't there a big like sculpture that literally is pointing at us right now? There, that's still it's a there. big no, chicken. The Fat Pilgrim is now in the back. The big oh, fat pilgrim. That, that like, well, the, the like hand, the, the big hand finger is, the yeah, hand pointing right at where we are. Uh-huh, yeah. exactly. See, that's a classic sign. Yeah, yeah. if you drive I into mean, Sonoma, yeah. you've seen that that yeah. hand. It's like, yeah. you know, sort of the <laughs> finger pointing Facebook thumb up thing. It, it, it looks and it's like, on the side of the road. And it's like literally like right above our heads from, right now. Uh, yellow Maybe submarine. should change it to blue. People see, I guess people identify with that. That's interesting. Yeah. I was at Burning Man the when they, they had a blue thumb on a pyramid that they burned. That, oh, was, a, that wow. was a good one. Mm-hmm. That, was a, that was a good fight. Well, <laughs> hey, John. Yes, sir. Can, can I introduce our, our guest <laughs> yes, today? Yes, we I can. Kinda, oh, who is this person on the other I, microphone? I, I, I'm, I've been trying, so please. Okay, yeah, I was going right. to say one thing. Wait a minute. I feel wait like a minute. I'm sponsoring wait. the show because you guys are so kind to me. So I feel um, like, but I want it to be known that I have not paid for any endorsement thus far. Oh, no, no I think and, no. and, and I'll, I'll, I'll just here. But yeah. we will accept, we will accept uh, payment Bitcoin. in Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what, Sandra? Um, w- w- this comes all out of love just because you treat us the way we like to be treated. And, um, and you do a lot for our community. And uh, we hope to add to our community. And um, so, yeah, no, there's no paid advertisements here. This is just all out of love. Thank you. Just well, because we, we haven't sure. gotten them yet. We, just right. to be clear, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brian, we're not against advertising. We just, Brian, we just are not, we're not smart enough to you, figure that you, part out yet. You are up. Okay, so anyone out there that doesn't know uh, Sandra Bernstein, I have a, a brief little history, and I've had the experience of of working for her. You're gonna make me cry again. Um, I'm not gonna make you cry. This is all. This is all black and white stuff. This okay. is uh, no emotional stuff. You, Sandra. <laughs> he's, um, he's gonna read it. <laughs> that's. Right. I, I, I had to write it down. And I'm last night. I'm thinking, you know, how to introduce her. And I start writing down all the things that she's involved with. And it is lengthy. It reads like it's exhausting. Isn't it's it? like uh, an obituary of a hundred year old <laughs> person God. that no. like was on meth. <laughs> oh I mean. <laughs> Did, okay, so let me just get into it. Let's let's get you into better, it. You better take that that's back, that's man. You better, you better, while you can. Just keep going. Keep but, going. And, and, uh, and they would be happy no, no to have this back. obituary. Let me tell you. And she's not done. So Sandra opened her first restaurant in uh, 1997, um, The Girl and the Fig, and then now running uh, two restaurants, three if you, uh, actually managing three if you consider um, uh, Murphy's currently. Um, she runs an event space. 
for private events, winemaker dinners, and pop-ups. Which is a blast. She has a catering business. She's got a food truck. She has the Roan Room. She has a garden. She got plans to open another spot in uh, Boys Hospital. Garden, hell, that's a farm out back. She has cookbooks. She makes her own wines for the restaurant. She has a food line, fig food, does all the food, and also various retail uh, shirts, uh, lotions, soaps. Um, She publishes the Fig Chronicles. She supports local artists like Julie Higgins and Sam's wife, Alice. She's been honored by James Beard and also just recently received the Person of the Year from the Roan Rangers. Um, she takes annual cruises to exotic locations with some of her I like that uh, part. best guests. Yeah, that's a good part. She goes to France every year to hang out with her winemaker friends. She recently held the 20th anniversary party of the Girl in the Fig in the Sonoma Plaza. That's one of the coolest parties I've ever fed been to. I don't know how many people. It was the longest table, I think, um, on record. Um, she's been featured in more magazines than we can mention. She's active in the community, uh, for her philanthropy. And during the recent fires, she ran a kitchen that fed first responders and people in need. How many thousands of people did you feed in those weeks? Thousands. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. I was one of those people. Yeah. Well, you were doing your stuff, so... I wasn't even done. No, sorry. No, can you believe it? No. She she also runs a foundation, and that's, I think, maybe something we could talk about today, because that's something that I don't know too much about. Mm -hmm. Um, Did I miss anything? Um, My dogs. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of pups do you have? She's got the dogs. My two dogs. My two old dogs. Get right Uh, in that microphone, though. I think you probably hit it, but close. What I have to say is that, you know, it's not an army of one. I mean, right now it's an army of 240. 240. And I could wow. not possibly do everything that I'm doing without one, all the people around me that supports me, gives me the time to do those things, but also commits to the projects, um, that shares the passion. Certainly John, um, has really allowed me to do a lot of it by taking the day-to-day operations. Um, so I don't know. I don't, I think, I think it's really, is it ADD or EDA or whatever that thing is? I think if you, if you can't remember, it's a sign that you have it. Okay, good. Because the, 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 that you have it under control. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Because the reality is, is I what I find, and that's an issue right now, is that I love newness. I love new projects. I love getting creative. I love the next thing. I'm finishing one thing, and I'm off to the next thing. But the it's a problem. It's a serious problem right now in my company because the typical thing is we'll do it and then I pass it on and then I do the next thing I pass it on. Well, we are at so much capacity for people, you know, taking on some of this stuff that I've got to stop. I mean, I literally cannot keep doing new projects. I just, I don't have any more support. You sound like a wife who's gone through 12 husbands. I feel like I have, <laughs> <laughs> thus having zero. And now someone else um, is taking care of them. Yeah, you're, you're done yeah, with them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That, I like that. But you that. still love yeah. them. I do. I, I actually, I love everything that is still running, everything that is closed and soon to close. 
Um, I have no regrets about anything that I've done. That's the key right there, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Well, there's no reason. There's nothing I oh. can do about it. You no, know? And, and why have regrets? Yeah. You did it. Yeah. They can't take that yeah. away from you. But I don't feel like that's a lot of things. But, you know, I didn't raise a couple kids. I think... You know, how do women raise kids and have a business or two businesses? It's I don't get tough. it. I you couldn't get a do nanny. it. Something. It. I to. barely take care of my dogs very well. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but you are you're, Sonoma you're, Sonoma you're the busiest woman in uh, Sonoma. I mean, that uh, you have the reputation of being yeah. there. You know? I don't, I don't know and never that's sleeping. a good thing. But, you know, I do. I love what I do. I really do love what I do. Well, and yesterday, awesome. <laughs> yesterday I said to my, I have a new assistant who's absolutely lovely, Jen. I don't know if any of you have met her or talked to her yet. Not at the restaurant. No, we'd huh? like to break her in. <laughs> Could what give is, her a call. What Jay does that Adams mean? At, I don't know, really. Hey, you got to watch that um, these days because, man, I'm oh telling God. you. Yeah. Oh, man, Matt Lauer. Oh, my oh, God. Everybody. Oh my Matt God. Lauer, Charlie sin. Rose. Oh. Uh, who else? It's a lot else? of press and news TV from people. Like, Radio people. You guys should really. Watch out. Well, in restaurants, restaurants are a oh, well, hot I don't, I, I, I don't appropriate keep, behavior. I keep waiting for someone to bring up allegations against me. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys are, there's a lot of yeah. years past, you know? You guys are very good about uh, we are. We're doing sexual training harassment for people. Right, I think it's I, next week. Yeah, yeah. every year yeah. with sexual harassment training. I would always say, I don't need any training. I know how to sexually harass. Exactly. That's what I would say. <laughs> they made me take it. They don't make me take it with the rest of the managers, but they make me do it online. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've definitely crossed the line. Not on purpose, but it's just no. who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Got to watch who you hug anymore. That's how did right. you get the idea for the Roan Room? Um, good question. The Roan Room, actually, Bill Bloom at MacArthur Place... Um, had said to me one day, who's a good friend, he said, why, why aren't you taking that space in front of your farm? It's been, there's been a sign on it for a while. It would make so much sense to have your jams and, you know, be a little concierge station and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, hmm, hmm. And then I did. Good. Yeah. You did it. And I wish I was the second tasting room here <laughs> rather than the first. Why? It took a year to get the place open. Right. Uh, it was really crazy dealing with the county and PRMD and the health department and the ABC. And honestly, like when I looked at the project to begin with, I thought, I just need one drain. I need a drain to hook in the dishwasher and the sink. That's all I need. I mean, seriously, that was all I needed. And that's not all you need. You need... <laughs> Um, you know, Ten times that much. Title 23 and debate about sprinklers when there's no fire. Um, a floor. I had to put this horrible floor over this beautiful hardwood floor. I mean, there were so many crazy rules um, that, again, I wish, yeah, I wish I was the second person. Now, had I gone in as a type 2 license, and I guess for your listeners, type 2 license is if you're a winery, you can have a second location for guests. Yeah, the the, the different types that, that Sandra's talking about are from the California ABC, and it pertains to how you, you're licensed to sell wine. As a, what do you have, a type 29? Um, uh, yeah, I have a 12. license, I have a tavern license. Tavern license. Right. So, and that allows you to sell and pour more, any, right. right. So, in my place, I can only sell wine that we produce. Right. 
and I, you know, you can, and I can do that. It's actually not even about selling it; it's about pouring it. Exactly. I can pour at my location and where the wine is made, and no, right. I'm not allowed. Technically, I'm not allowed to open bottles unless anywhere it's else. educational. Oh, right. So, you know, we went back and forth because the original use permit on this property was identified as a type two. And before us, it was Chapelet was working and it was going to be Sonoma Lobe. And something happened in the middle. They probably realized how much work it was going to be and said, oh, maybe this isn't the right spot. Um, and so the use permit with PRMD was already set up as a type two. So the first thing I had to do is oh like if God. I wanted a type two... I would have had to gone into some kind of bond, um, like plenty of people do. Um, and But then I wouldn't have the ability to do all these other wines. And I think that is really the appeal for this space is, you know, right now I think we have 14 wines that are house wines. But there could be a year we have five, you know, or we don't want to, you know, outlay the cash outlay to do you know a private label on something so i think the purpose of doing it this way is great unfortunately i'm not allowed to have kids here no one under i think it's 21 it is 21 and i can have dogs but i can't have kids (laughs) do the dogs drink a lot of pure you know some people (laughs) might not think that's a drawback though right right but i have friends come with their kids and that pertains to outside also right it pertains to within the ABC right, gate, right. so I have a little kids table right on the other side, so they can go play with the chickens. They can. I want to create, and I keep saying this. I just haven't had time, but the scavenger hunt for the kids, where they have something and they can go into the farm and they have to find this and they have to find that and they bring it all back and little activity. So like we do get, or we did get, like the moms on their way to presentation would stop for happy hour before they picked up the kids. I like. From Friday, and then on the way they would leave, get their kids, and then the teachers. Would I know come what moms those for are. Happy yeah. hour, yeah. <laughs> I like that. Is, uh, is Dana presentation student? Yeah, Dana is. Yes, okay. fifth grade. Fifth, fifth grade. grade. Oh, very fun. Yeah, so that's kind of fun. But um, yeah, so so I guess that you know the inspiration kind of happened. I go back and forth on the name. Because, you know, it's more about the education again. You know, what is the Rhone Room? Is it one of those things now people don't know what that is? Are they going to keep driving by the way they over, you know, go over varietals on a wine list because they never heard of it? Though I do think we've made huge strides in getting these varietals out there. Um, Well, maybe we should actually take a few steps back and talk about the... Girl in the Figs, Roan only, you know, because a lot of people, it's, it's well publicized, well known, but there might be people listening who, who don't know the story as well, and then kind of, and maybe go quickly through how you ended up only serving Roan wines, um, but I think we should maybe dive more into how great that turned out to be. <laughs> um, what a good so idea us, that really yeah. was. Um, so 1997, um, I left Fiance after four years and was very much over Italian varietals and five seasons in the year and all the fun things that we did there. And you and the rest of the wine market was over. Yeah. (laughs) So at any rate, I found this little place in Glen Ellen and, um, the week or two weeks before we were opening the restaurant, I had very limited capital, very limited cash flow. And there were like five of us that were playing, you know, helping get it ready, painting, cooking, doing all these things. 
So we were going to taste the whole menu and we each had come up with like our own wine lists. Like one person had what's the politically correct wine list in Glen Ellen, every winery one mile in our vicinity. So they'll send us people. Boring. Boring. Everybody does it. Um, one well, was. How many places would that have really been anyway? Well, uh, yeah. 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 Handful. But Loxton, Wellington, Benziger. Um, no, restaurant. You mean restaurants or wineries? Wineries. Oh, wineries, Squire, yeah. Friedel, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. Cundy, Kenwood. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty Squire. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Arrowwood. Yeah. There were, there were, there were, there were more than I could afford right. at but any rate. As Bart said, boring, boring. Yeah. Well, not so much boring. I mean, those it's were typical. the wineries of the time, and right. you know, they were all kind of broad market wineries where you could find their wines anywhere, and um, and that's changed a lot. And so, but Sonder was, you know. Well, I'll let her keep going. Okay. <laughs> um, so, and then somebody else had, you know, like Kistler and Conundrum and, you know, all these hoity-toity wines that we would have never gotten allocations for. Nobody knew who we were coming out of Beyonce. It was like, seriously. And 12 wines on the list to start, it was really limiting. It would be like me saying, okay, you can have one Chard, one Sauvignon Blanc, one Cab, one Zin, one Pinot, which... In a way, was no difference than me saying, you can have Rhone varietals, but you're going to get a choice versus you want to drink Pinot, you get to pick one Pinot. That's right. what you get. And so when I thought about people making choices, I thought I was giving them the better choice at the time. Um, I went down to Sonoma Wine Exchange and I pulled every bottle of what they had that was Rhone. So Few, where, did that, where, did that come, Shannon, where did the idea come from? Where did, um, oh, I love the Rhone. Oh, that I, was something that was um, yeah, you had already. Yeah, and, so I mean, it's just your passion of being it, down it, on the Rhone. Yeah, and it's Mine for too. me, it was very <laughs> simple. It was very, um, you know, it's just wine, you know, like in a tablet, in you know, in a little glass. And it's simple. And right. it didn't need to be, like, worshipped. Or it was just something that went with the meal, that was part of the meal, and was wonderful. So kind of that's what I wanted. And I remember those times of being in the Rhone, in a cafe, you know, somewhere fabulous, and having that memory. And I think memories drive a lot of the decisions that we make. And they should. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a very, very positive memory of that. So do I. I mean, so does Bart. I mean, we, yeah. we've all spent time down there. And, yeah. and you know, it, it, it's amazing. You, you have these memories. You've made them into something that really worked and worked well. Mm-hmm. You know, and and think about it. You're talking about Glen Ellen and opening. How long ago was that? Twenty years. <laughs> Twenty years. Congratulations, man. Thank you. Seriously. Thank you. That it's wine definitely list you ta- been a whirlwind. The, yeah. You talk about that wine list with twelve wines with one shard, one Pinot, one. That sounds like a dream to me. Like as a person putting together a <laughs> right. wine list where you can have your favorite, right, of each, each varietal, of, of each right. varietal, and imagine the. The reps coming to you that, that want to be that one Pinot on your list. Yeah. The prices the pressure, that they though. would, that they oh would my give God. you for those wines. Mm-hmm. That's right? where you went with that was totally, the right? No. But I also knew that I was starting there. And my thing was, well, when I can afford to buy another case, I'll buy another case. When I can afford. And I, it was very easy to think in the very beginning, if someone really gave me such a bad time over and over and over again, 
when I could, if I wanted to add, I could always add. I didn't have to take away necessarily, but I could add charters in or whatever. But our reviews within the first month were really positive, um, especially with winemakers, people in the business, because I think they were starting to hear about Syrah, about Viognier, a few things that were out there, and people were curious. And you could do a flight, and you could drink three Syrahs at a time where you couldn't go anywhere to do that. And yeah, I think the flights were a big deal. Yeah, it was a big deal. You started it mm-hmm. all. Yeah. And we also, um, you know, we were, Vianza was an educating place. And so John and I were easily able to take that and be educators because that's what we had you been went doing. went from Italian varietals to rum yeah. varietals. And yeah. uh, how long have you known John? He has been working with me for 23 years, 23 and a half years. He was very young. He was he's still he, young. He's still young. He did a little <laughs> bit of everything. Is he local? Did he grow he, up here? He did live here. He went to, um, I want to say Justin Siena, but it might have been, I think Justin Siena. Um, but born, I think, in South San Francisco, okay. but pretty much local. Is local, more local than most people I know. Well, then how do you guys decide you're at Vianza? I mean... I know a lot of people talk about opening up a restaurant, but it's it's one of the worst businesses. It's got like the highest failure rate of any business. But you just decide you're going to... Well, after, after I graduated with a degree in photography, I and realized I could not make a living doing that. I had been in the uh, restaurant you, you business. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for, the, for the rest, that, that's where I ended up. And so... Until I moved to California, I would have never even thought about um, being in a winery. It would have no, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't not passionate about wine. The, what I did with wine all those years was put wine on wine lists, you know, order wine from reps. But and I knew what I had to know, and it was the basics: what you know about Burgundy, what you know about Chablis. And it was at a time where we weren't naming wines by the varietal; we were still. You know, it was Jug Wines and Chablis, and it was early. It was early. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, the, my food thing has always been there, and I always thought I would end up somehow doing something back in restaurants. But I really thought when I started at Fianza, we were at, like, 50 people a day, and I was hand-labeling the food products. I was doing a little – and I started in the deli. So I was just an hourly person in the deli. Didn't last long, but I just wanted my foot in the door. Um, And, you know, just would do everything I could do and more. And eventually kept going. But when I left, we were seeing maybe five, 6,000 people a day. Wow. Well, you you are. I mean, and you have to understand, at that time period, Vianza was the first of its, I mean, there was the uh, Visatui in Napa had kind of had the same model. And, but Vianza was one of the first DTC. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, you were, you were lucky to be offered these wines and join their club and come to this fabulous place. Right. Exactly. And, you know, in the in the beginning, it was really fun. Sam Sebastiani um, was is truly a mentor, so fun, encouraging. Um, you know, kind of let you go, let you go for it. Go, go ahead. What do you think? What do you want to do? And I, I worked hard. It wasn't something anything that came to me. But my issues when I left Vianza were things like with the volume, they got what they wanted. 
And at this point, now I'm, I report to John Sebastiani, who now has graduated Davis a few years prior, and now Sam has taken a back seat. Vicky is not really there. And, um, you know, now John is my boss. Very hip and trendy and business, business, business. And it was hard to keep up. It was hard to have enough tour guides. It was hard to have enough bathroom stalls. It was hard to have glassware. And it was like, but you've got to watch your labor, but we need more people. And all the things that, and and so at that time, I was like, oh, I'm going to open a little cafe with 40 seats and maybe I'll make pie. And then the second pie? restaurant, I'm like, well, I don't make pie, but I thought, wouldn't that be an idyllic life <laughs> in Glen Ellen? Like no. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, it just, but it, but it occurs to me, I'm not that type of person because the second restaurant came, the third restaurant came, and the projects came, and I realized 40 people is just not going to really cut it. So <laughs> that's how, you know, projects hard to, hard keep happening. Hard to feed the dogs on hard to, 40 people Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. That was a long-winded answer to a very quick question. No, no. I, what we started to get towards, though, was um, you, you put all roans on the list, and people start, you know, there's right at sort of the beginning of tapping into interest into, you know, other varieties, but the big four, the big five. A, any ABC, anything but exactly. Chardonnay or anything but Cabernet. Right. Well, I mean, even then, you know, even in the 90s, Pinot wasn't what Pinot is now. Right. Not um, right. So maybe I want to talk more about that because, um, you know, now, I mean, if it wasn't for, if the Rones weren't the Rones as they are now, uh, you know, I wouldn't have a job. I'd be doing PR for... Uh, some community <laughs> right. business right. in <laughs> Oakland or something. Um, so I guess I would have a job. But well, I, I always like Brian. You're used. You, you would always dis- say why um, you thought the Rhone. How the how the and I want one of you to discuss this. But having only Rhone wine started a conversation. Well, that was and the, started uh, an immediate education, right? And I think you both have said this in different ways. Well, when I started working for Sandra, it was at Estate, so I was working with um, Italian varietals, and then you know all the all the regular stuff, and, and enjoying my job. And Estate and or Estate? Estate. Thank you. Um, and and then no, um, no, be no. on brand. Was that a place that I never went to? Estate? <laughs> I don't, I've never estate. heard of Estate. <laughs> well, I think that's the classic Italian pronunciation. But anyway, it was a cool spot, great patio. Um, wood burning oven, killer, killer place. It just didn't get the love that it, I think, from locals that it right. that it should have gotten. Um, so the owner of Ramekins took it over. So so that's when I, I was told, okay, you're going down to the girl in the fig. So not only is there, I don't know, three Brian's and a Ryan that work there. So I know I'm already <laughs> screwed. Cause, so they changed my name. Um, they, yeah, you're now Casey because there's too many Brian's. Um, but I said, oh, this is going to be horrible because it's only Rhone varietals. And people are going to come in and say, how come you don't have Chardonnay? How come you don't have Cabernet? Why don't you have Pinot? Um, and so all day I'm just going to have to sit and answer these people, these disappointed people, um, and let them know that we don't have their favorite wines. But the exact opposite actually happened. And it, it was people would come in and, and you know, normally you have the, the one person at the table that's the knowledgeable guy that you know, always grabs the wine list and does the ordering for the table. And they always just kind of would look at the list and, oh, you've got this, you've got that. We'll take this. And they'd point at something and the, and the server or, or myself would bring it over. But 
<clears throat> that never happened at the girl in the fig. I mean, rarely did that happen at the girl in the fig. Most of the time, it was the first thing that they talked about before even the food was, was look at the wine list. They don't have Chard. They don't have Cab. And so as a server or the manager or whoever was at the table would say, well, what is it you like about Chardonnay? What is it you like about Cabernet? What is it you like about Pinot? Oh, have you ever tried Cunois? Have you ever tried Marsan? Have you ever tried Roussan? So right away, you're engaging in this conversation at the table, and immediately you're turning people on to something that they've never had before. So they're, they're having a new experience right off the bat because they're having to reach outside of their comfort zone. See, that's what happened to me with well, you. Right. People, will, you know, people think they don't want to reach outside of their comfort zone, but when you make them do it, all of a sudden like a light goes on. It's almost like a, an electric buzz goes through their body where, oh, they're, they're seeing things. What, oh, what's that movie with uh, Robin Williams where he makes the kids get up on the desk and he says, uh, Good, honey. Uh, no, 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 yeah. um, um, Dead Poet Society. Dead, right, Dead right, Poet right, right, Society. Right, right. He says, stand on your captain desk. Captain my captain. And yeah. they stand on their desk. Yeah. He says, I want you to see the world in a different way. And, and that's how it was. You were kind of making people get up on their table and see things in a different way. So you're having to order these different wines. So I, it, was, it was brilliant. I don't know if, the, I don't think that was one of the initial ideas that Sondra had, but you, you immediately drew people in. And, and you had this conversation at the table. And then when you brought the wine and they enjoyed the wine, then they trusted the servers and now they wanted food recommendations. Um, and and there, there was a rapport that was built at the table. Um, so it, it, having thought that this was going to be a horrible experience, it completely was the opposite for me. Um. Can, can you believe that he just said he thought it was going to be a horrible experience? I, you know, <laughs> like, and you, that's now that's no, he said that forever. The, I saw his face. When I you work like, in oh. restaurants your entire life yeah. from the time I was 15 selling local wines, Chardonnay, yeah. Cab. We had a cool wine list at a state, I thought. Right. I mean, we inherited everything from the general's daughter, right? Now, was that what was before us? Well, no, yeah. there, it was a lot of Italian right. varietals, and then and then you had the we usual had some, suspects. You yeah, had some, some really nice really Pinots and, and Cabs. And, uh, right, yeah, there really were some good beautiful stuff. wines, um, but you did a beautiful job with that list. We had really cool wines in there. Yeah. And that restaurant was, was an opportunity to, even though we wanted to have an Italian focus, but it was an opportunity to bring wines in that we haven't been able to support those people right. for all those years. Right. So it was a little bit of both, but no. you, that's how I got my start. Yeah, oh, was it right? at the, uh, at a state? It was the Zin, the Zin right? Or uh, the Shannon Blanc? The and, both the Zin and the Shannon. You make Shannon Blanc? <laughs> Oh and at that point, today, <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. It's sold no, out. It's yeah. gone. <laughs> yeah. it not quite. Like we knew it was going to happen. Weeks. How does that happen? Over the weekend, I had <laughs> he makes two hydroponic center. I had two <laughs> zins because last time I said I was getting tired of zin, so I had one of yours over the weekend, and I had Sam one of yours over the weekend. Yeah. Beautiful. Make that, it up for it. You don't have to say which one was better, but which no. one was better. <laughs> they were both beautiful. And the point is that just getting back into it helped. You know, it was just, it's like, right. you know, yeah, I was, I was over at your place and I thought, okay, yeah, let's get some zen. And got some from, I, I bought some from um, the uh, Sonoma Market to, from Bart and that's always a good thing. Well, so. yeah, sometimes you got to get over yourself. I, you know, working at the Girl in the Fig for seven years, I was all roan, 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 roan. Now working at a 
at a regular restaurant where you have <laughs> You've got all these different freedom, varietals. man. I'm, I'm like rediscovering Pinot and Chard and Sauvignon Blanc. And, well, uh, a lot of good shit has happened with yeah. Pinot, and, especially Pinot and Chardonnay, right. uh, since you stopped drinking them oh, I'm and like, came I'm back. I'm like, you know, William Salem <laughs> makes years. an unoaked Chardonnay? <laughs> wow, this yeah. is awesome. <laughs> But I think, um, you know, and, and we got a, we did get grief in the beginning. I mean, in, in 97, Kendall Jackson made a Viognier that really tasted like an oak Chardonnay some, somewhat. And it was our bridge wine. I mean, it was a wine where we were able to say, okay, so what do you think you like? Try this. And they, oh my God, I love it. And all of a sudden people were loving Viognier and they would taste this and taste that. And so, you know. Education is cool. Last night I drank um, Echo Tessera. Is that Matt Lyons? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Mark Lyons. Mark Lyons. Delicious cab, I think, or Bordeaux blend. It was really delicious. And he's looking at me because he's like, I could make me a room varietal. I'd love to support you. You know, he does love beautiful to. job. His wines are gorgeous, biodynamic, really delicious. But um, it was pretty funny. I mean, I'm like, I do drink other wines than Rome. I just happen to only sell Rome. Love never on camera. <laughs> uh, it's been known, but I I, lo- I love them. Do you still have to have that conversation at the girl in the fig? I mean, well, you know, I, I was just gonna yeah. say I was in having a, a beer with. Um, uh, the other day, and it, it happens more often than not when I'm in there, is someone sits down and, you know, John will say, well, we don't actually have Chardonnay, but let me let me show you what we have and explain it. So yeah. even sure. 20 years in, it's still happening. So, and, yeah. I mean, you know, the, and the regulars know, but there's so many people that come because, of course, right. it's the girl in the fig is like Chez Panisse and French Laundry. When people oh, come to California, pitter, that's patter, where they want to eat. So Brian, you see a I lot have of... To say, I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt, no. but you wrote the most beautiful thing on Facebook that really made me cry. Well, thank you. And it, well, all true. And um, we, I loved working with this man. I mean, yeah. we really had a good yeah. symbiotic. Best boss I've ever had, for sure. Oh, my God. Yeah. You were more of a boss than I was. I, I'd say you know, <laughs> I was a good boss. I don't know about that. That's exactly right, Sam. Uh-huh. No, I think what no, I, what we I said lucky. is, um, I, you know, how many times in your life do you meet people that can take an idea and sort of develop it, nurture it, and then make it happen? It's, it's not a lot of people that actually have the focus, the energy um, to do those things. And a perfect example is um, when a state was open. I remember I had my office down, down the hall from Sandra's office, and uh, she said one day, come here, come here. She, she would just yell. She didn't call. She just yeah, yelled at Brian. I didn't know how to use the intercom. Uh, Brian, Brian, so come, come look at this. <laughs> and she's showing me pictures on Pinterest, I think. And she said, yeah, you know, our catering business is down there at the warehouse. The people that are next door are moving out. So I'm thinking about opening up a little sandwich window um, out of the oh warehouse. Oh, my God. So that's she had all these. Started. She had all these little pictures, <laughs> and she thought, that's so, sweet, D." For those people Unreal. that worked in the area. I forgot about that. Yeah, she, she thought, well, let's have a place that these people, that the iron workers or the people that work in the, the you know. There the, isn't, the, I mean, the, other than Weinberg Deli yeah. and a taco truck, there is really nothing yeah. well, and that for was, a long That ways. was her idea. So yeah. she had everything yeah. picked out, the way the window was going to look, all little things, all the different. She probably had a menu planned. Yeah. But then, and then, you know, three or four days go by and next thing you know, Sweet D is born and she's got, everything's going to be on rollers and casters. We're going to have huge murals. We're going to have events. We're going to do pop-up dinners. And, and you're thinking, this lady's nuts. Like, 
Like, <laughs> how does she get start with this little sandwich <laughs> window? And then she, then she's like, all of a sudden has this idea. And then, but John, John helped is. with that. John, I oh, have I'm, to give John I have credit, no doubt. Yeah. but I have to give him credit because he was like, we, I, I was thinking sandwich shop, low staff, you know, ring the bell when you need something. We already have kitchen <laughs> I remember you saying prepping. that. Just ring, you know, they'll just ring the bell. Right. Have a lip menu, get it and go. They'll just and, yell. They don't want to use <laughs> right, the yeah. Yeah. sandwich. Yeah. But, <laughs> Yo. um, and then I was like, no, I want to do our wedding tastings in a better place. We can make it nicer, get them out of the sales office. And John's like, oh my God, well, let's just do events, you know? And I'm like, wow, really? And then I went crazy. Sandra, wow. um, Brian mentioned that you were involved with the girl in the f- not not the girl in the fig excuse me the general's daughter. Now Joan and I had our wedding dinner there sixteen years ago, November second. That's we're, too far. Too, I wasn't too there too far then. back. Yeah. No. Okay. So that was actually yeah. the general's daughter. Yeah. That was, was we, changed, uh, we changed Suzanne, the name. That was, was another of, yeah know, amazing. Like Suzanne, right? yeah. Hard it was amazing. a very cool. Yeah. Place. Yeah, it is, we had it's a, a great very cool time, place. you know. And I just wondered if that was your yeah, responsibility. We, at that we time were estate or, or estate. Okay. okay. <laughs> occasion. No, the general's daughter that was there before, because I think at estate yeah. we had some of the employees. Yeah. I think Dawa was one of them that yeah. had come from the general's inherited. daughter, yeah. and so I got to hear all the stories. It was fine dining, and they and they were the, the it kind was of, they were the kind That's, of owners that yes. if, you know if if the food was delivered to the wrong table, they'd say. Everybody upstairs. The whole staff would go upstairs and they'd figure out, okay, what exactly just happened? I want to know whose fault it was and how it's never going to happen again. Um, and so they yeah, said they it was, were, I mean, they were very detail yeah. oriented. And that's um, when all the customers went behind the bar and took bottles home. Right. <laughs> what, was, what was going on? I know, everybody was upstairs. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. How, do you, how do you call the oh, whole that staff upstairs? That wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. yeah. That wouldn't surprise me. We, we were actually there um, the, one of the last nights that it was open before it became a state when they had. The wine, they had a Mia Klein had a winemaker dinner there, and that was how they closed. And um, yeah, closing. yeah, it was pretty good closing. And it was, but it was always, yeah, it was very, very kind of formal and s- yeah, not stuffy, it, well, but it, tight. Well, but it's, it's where you have a wedding. Oh, absolutely. No, know? it was, it was beautiful. Yeah. And, right. and what it uh, morphed it into when you had it was space, beautiful, yeah. and it's still a beautiful yeah. spot. And, I have and a lot yeah. of that yeah. art in my house. <laughs> Yeah, two yeah. of my favorite events that we had there. One was the when foie gras was becoming illegal. Uh-huh. Uh, that big Sandra foie decided gras to have an, an oh, instead man. of calling it au revoir, it was au revoir. <laughs> so I Can we do a reprisal of cool name? Yeah. Is foie gras uh, still illegal? Or it's, we, it's, yeah. it's actually they're right talking now, about it going back, back. Right, we've got it on the menu at um, at Sante, Are you but we're it for free. No, but we're told that it's might be coming uh, down that way. I thought way it was again. appealed. And I then, thought it's gone. Well, and chef chef said that he would know. Well, he he's he's working on so cannabis he, dinner. He He'll said there's a way that you can sell him the brioche for gras, and then the, the foie gras comes on the side. This it. is the most uh, expensive yeah. brioche you'll ever yeah, buy. Right. Exactly. Yeah, there's ways of getting around. And then it. the grappa. The the gra- I was oh. going to say that. So who who grappa. in their mind would think about doing right a grappa and food pairing? Uh, but Sandra put together a lunch, and Chris, I think, was Chris the chef Jones. at the time. Yeah, the lunch because awesome. he needed like twenty four hours to lunch. sleep it off. It was, <laughs> and I think it was kind it of was a rainy explicit. day. Yeah. It was a oh, sort yeah, of a yeah. gray, rainy yeah. day, and um, to, I mean, to pair so anything only, with grappa the only is days crazy. Grappa, yeah. it's a great. Um, it was kind of crazy, it, it, but it was super cool. Yeah. I mean, one of my best memories. Uh, yeah, those two, those two uh, events. That and, we and and I have a an event before it was Sweet D that I went to that I have to share is. We went down and we learned how to make uh, charcuterie. 
when you had the classes, the Mono Formante workshops. And so uh, they brought us in, gave us all the background. I still have the, bo- the little booklet on how to make all the recipes and how to do it. And then they finished it off with BLTs. And it was, it yeah. was the bacon was something that we had finished. Yeah. The tomato and lettuce had just been picked from the farm that morning. And then they, the bread was baking while we were working. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, talk about an appreciation for an art form. Uh, that was it. Well, right if there. you've never had bacon that's actually made by someone instead of the stuff you get in the store, it's they're that's not right. even in the same yeah. food. I don't know how you do it. Completely different animals. Yours is totally different, it, and they it's come out. It's pretty damn delicious. It well, is. Isn't that the, like, <laughs> the true John Toolsy passion yeah. more than anything? Is yeah. He could just bacon. spend his days in a butcher shop curing meat. He would, right? If all the rest yeah, of it I, would... I think. I mean, we have a butcher now, actually, which is really crazy, but we have an in-house butcher. I don't know how much wow. butchering he does, but he's awesome. Probably bringing in Lenny. Bringing in a whole animal and he breaks it down? Not so much of that, but all making right. all the mortadella oh, okay, and the okay, salumi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'll do, he'll do more of that as we go. But um, I think it was one of those things that when John said... I, when we, and it started at a state, he's like, I can, I think we can make better stuff than we're buying. And that's kind of been with everything. It's been with bread. It's been with. Yeah. You guys create, create your own nightmares (laughs) every day. We can get better bacon. Let's do this. And it's hard because there are times that we do it, do it, do it. Like making our bread. We were making all our bread. um, And except for table bread. And it became a larger production than really what we could handle. Um, And then you end up going back on some things. So that's the hard part. Cause it's like, once we're there, I, I want to be consistent. I want to stay where we are. So, um, but what I want to tell you, I don't know if we have time, but we have plenty of time. Okay. I, one of the things about our wine program that I really love is the fact that, we have been working with all these incredible winemakers for 20 years, learning their craft, learning about Rhone, learning about all these wines. And there is something, because I have a food product line and people do private branding and pri- private label. And if you notice more and more Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's name is on everything. William Sonoma's name is on everything. These larger corporations, I'm not saying it's a good thing, but they're moving into the thing where they're capturing as much marketplace as they can. They want to be the everyday, you think of tomato sauce, you think of Trader Joe's or whatever that may be. So there's something to be said about having your own house product, but there's no way, even though you on our retreat, we have to go back to that, okay. our, our retreat that we okay. did at Hamel, because that was fun. Sure. Um, well, my idea lost. I, your idea lost, but it was still fun. The food truck was the winner. It, but, yeah. it was, yeah. But this is sort of my idea. Wait, well, this is sort this of your idea. This is sort idea. of my yeah, idea. Yeah, exactly. Well, all the managers got to come up with their ideas for what should be the next venture. Yeah, and I had like um, 20 different businesses on the table, and right. they could pick one, or they could make their own. And then you basically had to come up with the plan. You, you had to sell it. Um, but I wanted to do a wine club, basically a tasting room and wine club. Um, so wine club. We is, have nine members. 
Oh, well, there you go. It's got nine members. <laughs> that was my first, nine wine club members. That was right my now. first shipment. Nine, nine people. Yeah. That's I'm it. so nine, excited. And that was uh, well, I can fall join. 2015. Yes. I'll, I'll and I you should right join. I you will. should join. Anybody that buys three bottles should join. It's like a no-brainer. But we I'm need to there. start training. Well, what, is that? We, uh, what do we get in the wine club? Well, I want to go back to the other no, thing. No, no, no. That's fine. But I, but okay. I, okay but what wine do we Remind what, me what, later. What am I buying wine right <laughs> now? Yeah, what am I buying? Yeah, it's just so, it's a no-brainer. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, so the real idea, like I Did knew I wasn't going to go be a winemaker. That was not, there's no time in enough world. I didn't have enough money. There's no way I can live your lives. Winemakers only work like a month a year. Well, oh. you you carve yours out a little differently than most of the rest of the hardworking. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. Madison Square Garden, uh-huh. Grateful Dead shows, uh, New uh-huh. York City. You, you're carving your uh-huh. life, buddy. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, well. it's pretty good. Pretty awesome. Um, but so it's been. I love, and it started in nineteen um, no two thousand and seven. It was our ten year anniversary, and we made our first wine with Jeff Cohn. And it was Syrah, and it's one of, actually, I don't even think I have it. It was an 05 Tre Bonnet, and the idea was it was a different winemaker, um, a piece of Julie's art, and a Syrah or a Syrah blend. And Jeff, and, and literally, I love the wine so much, we sold it out. It went really well. We did, I think, 25 cases the first time. And I stuck with Jeff for seven years because it was consistent. And he, no, because (laughs) no, it was just good. It was like a good result. It's like marjoram rose. Oh, he is pretty damn amazing. And I love him. When he made the rock pile, I loved him even more. Like our rock pile straw is so incredible. But then he started keeping, Jeff, if you're listening, you were keeping all the rock pile for yourself, for your wine. Dirty, dirty. (laughs) Which is okay. I get it. He gets more money for that. But anyway, it was a good time for us to change and play and start developing what we are. And I feel like I'm more of a negotiant than a real winemaker. Is so, that wrong? That's exa- no, it's exactly yeah, I'm collaborating. No, it and, great, you know, yeah. it's um, I, and I'm really excited about promoting the people that are passionate about what we are and working on a passport so that like right now in the Rhone room we don't have any wines that we have Sonoma Valley tasting rooms but the object is if you're here I want you to go here next or I want you to share this or go here and whether that stays like that I'm not really sure it could be you know the room or whatever (laughs) but I don't want to compete with you don't want to do that yeah sorry oops (laughs) It's all okay. You've yeah, got your fan. It's good. It's still so. standing there. Um, <laughs> but I don't want to be taking, you know, selling bottles here that they could be selling, getting a whole immersion into right. someone else's place. Well, on the flip side is that's what's so cool about this place is right. you can get wine here that you can't get anywhere else in Sonoma. Right. And frankly, there's wines in here that you can't get, you can't anywhere. get anywhere. Right. Now, so, Sam, right. I, I was in your back room and I noticed a bottle. Um, the from Texas, giant wine stash, and and, and I mm-hmm. and I said, you know, I, I bought one of these. Joan was in uh, Budapest for three weeks, so it's like, what bottle was it? The Lightning. Oh, a bottle of Lightning. And and I said, well, I bought one of these, and I bought a couple of these, and a couple of these over here. When you mm-hmm. first, you were very first open, yeah. And um, 
<laughs> you were like the second or the third guest. Yeah, it was it was Neil it was Myers. Fun. Had to Neil brag about Myers. that for a month. Yeah, so, so I think he's still bragging about it. Yeah. So because the, the Dodgers didn't win the World Series, they have to have something. The idea <laughs> is, I went home and I drank those wines that I hadn't had a chance to drink for a long, long time, because they're you're not carrying them. Well, I, I can't drink a bottle of. At right. lunch, you know, so well, oh, what you're not well, supposed you to drink a bottle at lunch. <laughs> you can, <laughs> and and we are. So, <laughs> well, I think my favorite part of the Rhone Room is, uh, and I was, I think I was telling John and Sandra this earlier that I, I like to go to Bottle Barn and I love just looking through wines, um, but you have to wade through a lot of stuff um, where to get to the to get to the good stuff. Yeah, and when I walk when I walk stuff. in here, I'm like, I am literally like a kid in a candy store. It's Every single stuff. wine that I look at, I want. And it's stuff from France, and it's stuff uh, here locally from California. And because of the buying power of the girl and the fig, Sandra has some wines here that you are not going to find anywhere else um, because she gets allocations on some things. So, yeah, if you haven't had a chance, this is, to me, is like a toy store. Well, I have a bottle of the Shannon Blue Rosé sitting in my back room there also that I bought on my first visit here that I haven't opened yet. And now that we've had Tasted yours, it. Yeah. I'm going to yeah, yeah. save it for a special occasion. Isn't it good? <laughs> this is yeah. Well, and, yeah. and we have one for a special occasion today. You, uh, yeah. you said it was the Bocastel. 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 A 98 Magnum. That, Actually tasting really nice. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it tastes better not out of the decanter. And I don't think it needed to be. Oh, is that right? Yeah. yeah, it tastes better straight out of the bottle. Huh. That's yeah, fine. You have a little more of the like sort of sort of. Rich Sam, do you want me to put a, a paper bag around it? Uh, uh, it's just, yeah. you know, it, it's funny. This came through on Benchmark. Now, I want to just, uh, for radio, yes, uh, the sign of a real wine professional is when they pour a magnum with one hand, which is what Sandra's <laughs> doing. <laughs> reached over about six glasses <laughs> to do it. And put the magnum down. Yeah. All right. Go on, <laughs> And it's a beautiful yeah, wine. And I am graceful, too. I can say. <laughs> Didn't spill a drop or three. Like and that, and, and that is our, that's our celebration wine mm. for hitting mm-hmm. 10,000 downloads, kids. What do we get for 100,000? Whoa. John's going to buy us a winery. We just just, a trip to the Rhone. We just go to the Rhone. And that's it. On location. Podcast in every every Cote de Rhone village. See, and there is no problem with that. Not at all. We just need a travel guide. I can do that. Okay. (laughs) I can make appointments and all sorts of things. And you don't have to get off the boat in the morning and go... For the exchange rate and get cash right. and all that stuff. So, right. now it'll all be so cool. I am doing another wine cruise in May, which is kind of not really out there. Out there, I'm not totally marketing it. You but heard with, it here first on the winemaker. You're going to hear it first, right? Yes. Uh, with John Alban from Alban Vineyards. Oh, wow. Talking which about original is a Roan very Rangers. original Roan Ranger, which he does not do a lot of appearances. It starts in Tokyo. Four days in Tokyo, crosses over to the Federation of Russia for a day, then crosses to Alaska and goes down through some really unusual places in Alaska. So it's two weeks on Silver Sea, and there's like five days at sea, so I need to learn how to play mahjong and maybe bridge. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be drinking a lot of Alban wine, which is fine with me. Is it like on one of those huge ones? No, only 360 people. Okay. You so get your no, own uh, butler. You have your own mini bar. 
But there's no casino. There's no tiny uh, little water cas- slides. Casino and- with like two roulette tables. Okay. And- Alaska. Who wants a water yeah. slide? And, and, um, and where is it end at? <laughs> it know. ends in Alaska. I've never been on a cruise. I've never been on a cruise. Yeah. No. Well, no I've never been on a boat at, like that huh. either. Yeah. So. It's, it's love. And actually, Silver Sea's food is, is pretty good. I just came back from Ama Waterways, and it was a river cruise. It went from uh, Lyon yeah, down how to Arles. Well, the cruise itself is was fine, and the ship is lovely. Food needs a huge amount of work um, on every level. We had 28 people. Gary Brookman, the general manager from Minor Vineyards, was there with his wife, Joan, who I know, and they're so fun. Um, Vicki Carroll, the executive director for Hospice to Rhone, she was there. So we had a great time. Not my favorite river cruise, I would say. I don't know that I need to do that again. Huh. Yeah. I mean, it's a nice leisurely blah, blah, blah. You know, you see swans. Not like seeing whales in Alaska, you know, doing the whole thing. Yeah. You know, the swans. Well, it's what you want. Swans swans. I mean, right. you know, one, one is exciting and beautiful and, right. and grandeur. Right. The other is just Well, it's of... being in the Rhone and drinking great wine. And I had Francois Viard and um, yes, Elise <laughs> Gaillard came on the ship and poured. And then um, Anne Charlotte came on board and we had her we had so much fun and so and I had wine and Miner's wine was there and these people drank they got their money's worth on the wine part we had wine and wine we dr- I drove the staff absolutely crazy we're gonna need more glasses can we yeah, get some oh more, yeah. glasses? I think we no, need more glasses tasting you're doing some glasses tasting the bar, a taste of six wines now. and you get two glasses that's all they give you you know, well, did just, you tell him I need to drink a bottle to eat the food? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think that's part. I think that could be why we drank so much right. wine. It's just really. I mean, uh, I don't know if they'll hear this, but I should write a letter. We're not but. translated into French yet. Yeah, not yet. Not yet. But we will. But, and let's, can we? You dropped some like serious names right there, and I think we should do a quick like recount of who those people. Are. Starting with John Albin. Uh, you know, it, people who are listening don't know who John Albin is. I, you know, when I talk about when we talk about clones of of Rhone varietals in California, mm-hmm. um, you know, there's there's the Tablas Creek clones, and there's some other Ontov clones, and then there's the Albin clones. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he's a guy who I mean, basically smuggled Budwood yeah. across the you know into the in his suitcase kind and of. And he deal. trained in Beaujolais. Oh, really? Yeah. Right. Yeah, speaks fluent French. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's, um, and his wife is Irish, Lorraine, and they have three beautiful boys that are getting older all the time, but he's very, he is, and, and I guess, you know, a way that I can describe, I mean, John's wines are the closest to Quandreau on a Viognier that I think you can taste from California. I think Kieran does amazing. I think he goes that way. I think lightning can go that way. I mean, there, you know, Viognier's, I mean, it, it's right. hard to it's get that quality. Mm-hmm. And Quandreau being such a small area. But his wines, he is very specific about, he wants to make his stuff very traditional. Um, he's very, um, he's been very helpful to a lot of the winemakers in France. Uh, Eve Eve Gangloff, especially, you know, has really helped him a lot on business. And he's a really cool guy. He's probably the first serious Rhone California Rhone Ranger. Absolutely, that we Absolutely. met. Yeah. That we met. 
He's the, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, the, he's the first serious yeah. California Road Ranger. Well, and then I you think, have Randall Graham. You have Randall. Uh, Randall is. Um, he's a gem. He's a gem. He's a gem. He's, his just general appearance and demeanor isn't necessarily like. I don't get serious from it. Right. <laughs> so, but he's a very serious right. wine but maker. He is pretty serious. Very serious yeah. wines from somebody yeah. who's kind of goofy. I mean, I can't believe he came to the party. I mean, I was, yeah, that was I amazing. was blown away. That was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Brought Randall up. showed up to the 20th anniversary. He showed yeah. up with um, all sorts of wine. With a briefcase and an umbrella. And I only knew he was <laughs> coming exactly. the day before. The day Is before. wrong? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And across New York Times crosswords. He's a character. He's great. Yeah. Mm. I think the thing with the Rhone is, you know, we needed to become the experts. And I feel far right. from being an expert. Um, one of our Rhone Ranger people who will probably listen to this, Mark, who's interviewing you guys, um, he, like, corrected some of my wine training notes that I wrote for these guys. And I'm like, oops, um, little typo there. But, um, you know, I mean, we're always striving to be the expert. And so whether it's an organ, you know, if you're Zinfandel, you're Zap, and you know, we're Rhone Rangers and we're hospice to Rhone and it gives you a chance to, for the first few years, we were going to find new wines to put on the list. Now we're going to see friends that we haven't seen. And which is really incredible. And Vicky from Hostess Barone, and John is um, a founder. Vicky's a founder. Matt Garretson, I don't know if you know him. He was a founder. He's now in the whiskey business. But... um, you know, they invited us to the first time to the Rhone to cook in the Rhone for French winemakers. And the second meal we did is when I met Philippe because we had done, we were in uh, Chateau Sous La Russe in a castle with this kitchen, like with no equipment. So I had to like send them <laughs> thumbnails of the equipment I needed. Oh, and God. we did rabbit legs wrapped in bacon. Yeah. Confit and like beet carpaccio. I mean, he he was like when he said, "He's like, oh, you know, oh, bon or whatever." I was like, "Oh my god, I love this man." If if you can, Philippe Combe is you know the the god of Grenache. Uh, basically, his only eats Michelin star or more yeah. level food. Uh, yeah. And the one thing that we served him when he came here, we had a lunch and we brought in El Molino. And he was I he was it. he was impressed by Omelina. Everything else, I mean, everything else was yeah. great. We went to yeah. your place. We went to his, the his Instagram feed oh, is amazing. Is, it's all food. It's, it's all food. Insane. It's all food, it's and all food. it's just crazy. Huh. It is no it words. Is crazy. Just just the place yeah. that are in front of him. I don't follow him. I'm you a, need I need to. to you got to follow him. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't say a whole lot. No, no words. No just words. a picture yeah. of yeah. either. It's either like airports or or winemakers and plates. Yeah. The next plate in front of him. So, you know, like all of these opportunities and like the way I've met all these people has been through the passion of Rome people. And it's like A7, you know, when Hospice to Rome stopped and Sasha and Jordan and Faye, you know, they were like, oh, we need to do this. And we did A7. Um... Like, yeah. Sorry, it's my, sound like it's your my, plane was flying over. I am. I'm in my private jet <laughs> podcasting. Right on, now. on the other hand, yes. <laughs> it's 62 degrees in here, too. It is 66. Yeah. 66. Yeah. But, but uh, it's still but, my but global warming <laughs> <laughs> um, all year round. Uh, 
so yeah, I mean, we've just met some of the most incredible people and have gone to places. I mean, we've cooked in people's restaurants. We cooked in a castle. Um, a friend of ours just opened a restaurant in Avignon that I got to see that we'll nice. probably cook in. Good. Um, not this coming year because it'll uh, HDR will be here, but the following year it'll we'll be back at the Day Couvert and we'll cook in Avignon. Um, just things that I don't know how we would have gotten to ever do. Yep. And it is, you know, I can just think like John and I like driving down to the Priorat and like having these incredible, crazy right. winery experiences and, you know, generally focused around the Rhone. Right, let's put it this way. If you had made an all Bordeaux wine list, none of, I mean, it wouldn't have done no. anything. No. It wouldn't have moved any needles. It wouldn't have opened no. any doors. It was no. just, uh, here's another wine list. Yeah. 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 Just another wine list. Just another, Just wine, another list. wine list. Have you ever That's thought right. about opening up a restaurant in Paso? No. Uh, well, yes, but they need to supply me with a private jet or a helicopter. Because <laughs> oh, I so won't you're like one of those Vegas chefs that no, needs to fly in. I just in. don't like to drive. Right. So it's like, it's a long drive. And yeah. I think that, you know, having, even though I'm hardly ever at the cafe, it's 10 minutes away. My, my right. team has got it, but I can be there. If I need to be in every location, I can be there. Think if I went to San Francisco, it's just out of your reach. And yes. you can't see every day right. what's happening. I just think it would be the, such a cool fit for Paso yeah. on, their, on yeah. their square. Well, yeah. yeah. Brian, well, Villa Creek go for is it. for sale. Oh, really? Yeah, has been Chris for Cherry. sale. Oh, Chris really? Cherry Where's is really fo- yeah, that, I was, focused Brian, on Villa Creek. Are you still so going to do the, the restaurant is for sale? It has still going to do the... Show, if I move to Paso, well, you guys will move yeah. down with me, right? No, you can oh yeah, totally. Yeah. We'll, we'll take sure. your phone calls. <laughs> no. no, we're just gonna hop on Sandra's jet and go yeah. on and visit John, you. Exactly. Well, I, I'm a John would love the so wine. I have a there. jet. If someone wants to supply a jet, I have extra right, seats. All right, we're not. Um, we still haven't taken any advertising, but if you know, net jets <laughs> exactly. or net jet suites. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the other thing is, so HDR is coming up, and um, we're actually driving the fig rig down. We're gonna. We've never driven it that far. Fifty-five miles an Actually, hour. Actually, we're gonna well, trailer. It, it we're gonna here. trailer okay. it down. Good. Yeah, we're gonna trailer it down. Good. I was gonna say, but I, we're gonna you don't do, want to break down. I'll take a yeah. ride. We're gonna yeah. do a meal down there, and um, probably <laughs> Thursday night. In the back, probably Thursday All night. So I don't know what day you're highway. getting there. <laughs> But, um, and then, so that's really exciting. And, and actually, I'm going to go to Blackberry Farm for the HDR there. Mm, so they're cool. branching out. I'm hoping that we're going to be able to cook the 10-year anniversary for Blackberry Farm because we did the first one 10 years really? ago. Phenomenal. Huh. Phenomenal. I've always wanted to get that. Yeah, so this year it's Anne Charlotte and somebody else I don't remember, and there's a chef from Mexico. So Anne Charlotte, that's the name you dropped twice. Oh, uh, do you, you know her, I, right? I know, I know her, but oh. uh, we should say Chateau Fonteloup. Chateau Fonteloup. Domaine and de Fonteloup. she is one of Chateau my or most domain? favorite Chateau. I believe do, uh, Chateau. Font, it's the Fontaloupe. It's the Fontaloupe. It's, it's the, the wolves. The wolf it's fountain. The wolf. Right, right. It's Chateau. It's, yeah, it's Chateau Fontaloupe. And they're on the sandy side of Chateau Neuf. And her, her, her wines are so delicate, and they are not your typical they're not, Chateau Neuf de Pops. Not a Bocastel with they're like not, a mouthful of yeah. uh, licorice. Yeah. And, and, and she is and her is, own unique, though. wonderful Good. person. You know, she talk is. about a character yeah. to come into your life. Yeah. She just came back from two and a half weeks in China selling. She has a lot of clients in China. She is on the road literally like five and a half months a year. Husband raises the kids. Hmm. Um, the, you know, I've been through her place and her vineyards, and 
it's just unbelievable. Her story is unbelievable. Yeah. And she is the most giving, gracious. Oh, I love that lady. Well, and she makes a lady. white Chateauneuf, which is my favorite. Yeah, stunning. Yeah, stunning wine. Stunning. And, and, and Fondelou Blanc. It's, uh, is that available at the Rune Room? No. Damn, I think so. There's, I only have, we could have opened. You know, it's um, super small amounts because only 5% is, is white. Yeah. Um, so so yeah. it's, it's kind of pricey um, and hard to get. Um, but if you ever have a chance to try a white chateau yeah. to pop, um, do yourself a favor. Yeah. Um, so, you know, in, in the Rune Room in general, I mean, we got open, I don't know when. When did we open? Like It was summertime. Um, yeah, a month. It was like, a, yeah, but like Couple end of July ago. or yeah. August. Yeah. And we were just. <laughs> <laughs> we got helicopters that was my, flying that was over the jet coming in to take us to pass out. <laughs> that was fast. Lordy, lordy. Anyway, so, you know, we were just getting going. I worked the first three weeks by myself. I didn't hire anybody yet. I needed to know what was going to happen here. And it was great and horrible at the same time. Um, because it just was really slow. You know, I get one customer and then nobody and then people would come and they'd spend two hours here and tell me their life story. And I'm like, oh my God, I don't have time for this. You were a bartender. Yeah, exactly. And, um, and then we hired people and spent that time training and I had already figured everything out over the year, you know, what the menu was going to be, what, you know, what I was buying initially, all that. Well, it's definitely an organic process. I don't know what it's going to look like in a year from now. Because right now we taste our house wines, and that's pretty much what we sell. We'll sell other stuff randomly. Um, and because of that, I haven't been able to bring in more inventory. Because we are selling a lot of French, if it's not ours. And so there's a ton I'd love to add. You know, but I need like that space and that space, and you know, it's a limited amount. You know, I'm using every little bit. Oh, every there. little drawer in the <laughs> yeah. place. You know, everything has, has I can find. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, you've done an incredible job, mm, and thank you. Um, thank you for opening it. Oh, I um, mean, just, it's yeah. just it's one it's of my those passion things. project. Well. And, yeah, and those those are the ones. Those are the ones. Brian's over here on really. Like, they're all passion well. projects. You know, For now. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> those are the ones that work out well. Yeah, until know? it's making a million dollars a year, and then she'll find something else. Right, then it's just, then it's something that go. just works. Listen, I I have been cut off pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I have cut off from doing. Oh, the foundation. Th- that's what do I want to ask about. Yeah, because, yeah, we do. I, well, you I, can cut and chop and whatever, right? Yeah, we're gonna okay. cut this one into two. Yeah. All okay. <laughs> yeah, as long as you take that thing away from. Oh, the, I'm thinking this is the, the microphone. microphone. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the microphone. We can't talk into um, the fan. Well, here, I'll hold it hold while it you talk about me. the foundation. Yeah, fa- well, that could be like fanning me, which is like what I need. Um, Sonoma Fig Foundation. It just, you know, it happened. Um, I just want to give back. You know, I don't have kids. Um, you know, I have nephews and nieces, but I think they need to do it on their own. I can give them, you know, something. But I think about what have I done this for? You know, what have I worked this hard for for all these years? And where is the money going to go? And I feel really fortunate that I had an opportunity to become an entrepreneur because of a loan. And I was really excited when my loans were paid off. And I felt very independent. And I think it's really important that people get an opportunity to have that. Now, it's not micro lending. It's not, I'm not asking for money back. We're basically giving grants. So we've done six grants so far. Um, 
it's it's different and long story, but I'm working through the Sonoma Community Foundation. And so they have very strict rules in the way you can grant and donate. And but it's so much it's so well done. They are such an incredible organization that they manage everything. They vet, you know, the grants that come through. They check them out, make sure they're good. But they do have a criteria that you have to work with. And, and that is, I have to donate to a nonprofit and not an individual. So, huh. example, um, one of our servers is studying to be a nutritionist, Rachel. Right. And she's going to Bauman College and needs help with her tuition. Nice. So I can make a grant to Bauman College and then need to work with Bauman College to make sure it gets earmarked to her. So, you know, she'll, you know, and I'm doing it. She'll get this much now, and then she'll get the rest like a month before she graduates. I did the Sonoma High School. I did the Teen Center uh, for all for their culinary programs. Great. I just yeah. bought pies from those folks. Yeah, for, they're awesome. For Thanksgiving. Teen they're awesome. And now Francesca Fitz is there, and she's amazing mm-hmm. and working with them. I did, um, oh, my God. I think I did La Luz. And um, I forget, there's two more, but they were all, the first five grants were all focused on Boys and Girls Club Kitchen mm-hmm. and the F, F Future Farmers. Oh, yeah, FFA. So, yeah, yeah, FFA. So, I mean, really good, like fun, food, and, you know, those won't necessarily give someone an entrepreneurial lift up, but somebody that's looking to do something, I mean, right now they're small grants, but one day... There'll be big grants, you know. When well, I sell my house, you, you and, grow and you, know. you grow it, and yeah. it is what it is. And and believe me, I mean, certainly, that really helps everybody in the community. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, for and that's sure. that's the one thing that you do. And yeah. So you well, should. Well, I've been you very be supportive. Congratulated so. at all points hmm. uh, for you know creating things that are new. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, um, allowing us to come in here <laughs> and, and, and do our show, so that's yeah. that's the big thing. Yeah, so my pleasure. I hope we had a really positive and and eh, com- so, so. complete <laughs> complete <laughs> view. Of, I mean, the ninety-eight book of, of, of the Rhone <laughs> Not Room, too shabby, and, and, and Sandra. You know, I mean, that's the whole thing right there. So, yeah. Brian, you did a great interview. So. Perfect. Oh, thanks. Well, you know, there's there, there's a lot more I'd like to ask Sandra, especially since I'm not on her payroll now. Oh my God! <laughs> Probably not for public ears. I, I, I want to get <laughs> One truthful day. answers. Well, One day. No, no, no. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time that um, I was fortunate enough to work for, and and I feel like with Sandra, and I think Absolutely. that that was the biggest. Absolutely. That was the biggest part of yeah. you know the takeaway that you get from working yeah. with Sandra is that you're you're in it together. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you work at places like the Four Seasons and the Kimpton Group, and they tell mm-hmm. you we're doing this, why? Because. Right. Whereas Sandra's like, hey, what do you think about this? Yeah. Um, well, it's important. I mean, it's a different I can't style, figure this it? stuff out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and as I get older, man, I need more and more help. Seriously. Yeah. I need someone just to follow me to. <laughs> Write down what I said I like to people that. because people are like, you didn't tell me that. I'm like, I did too. <laughs> I said it three times. Well, wait, what's the new assistant's name? 
Jen. Jen. Jen, we look forward to uh, Seriously, Jen, meeting you they can't soon. Wait. Yep. yep. She'll, and, she'll um, definitely reach out to you guys. She'll okay. help Mark with Jen, the Jen, have you ever need a glass of wine? Yeah. Well, that, that would be great if maybe um, because you said that 16, 16, Mark, yeah. Mark is going uh, to come and reach out to you guys. We would love to do a whole thing in the Fig Chronicles in the next issue. We right. have a couple different articles. One I want to do about the pod, about how you started, little profiles, what it's doing, where you think it's going, and he'll have a list of questions, and um, cool. he'll do oh, that. That's very cool. Yeah. We're doing um, A Tale of Two Growers, which is uh, Phil and Chris Hamill from Hamill Wine Alliance, oh, which will be a very nice really north-south, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so I'm For excited sure. <laughs> to hear how that goes. Did my dad yeah. respond to you? you got yes, back? Oh, he's good. adorable, yeah. And... Um, and Publicist then, nightmare, but he's yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be easy. Um, and then, yeah, absinthe, the whole thing on absinthe in this issue, and um, roots, root vegetables. Are we going to open an absinthe room? Because I'd be all about it. Wouldn't that be awesome? <laughs> I know. The original oh, talk an, about red tape. What is it yeah. that was actually supposed to be in? Uh, uh, some wormwood. something psychedelic. Wormwood. wormwood. Not that it was psychedelic. It was just that it, um, there's enough alcohol that. You got drunk quickly and had, like had experiences. <laughs> Maybe, you know, as the Rhone room goes dark at night, it could be, you know, reopened Just after midnight. Only green lights. Yeah. Uh, but that, would have, that would have to be a subscription yeah. payment. Members only. Members uh, only. Well, that's okay. Yeah. 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 You have to wear like a headlamp to get here and have <laughs> and a secret, secret code. Yeah. Knock Ruth. twice. Knock, knock. I'm having and flashbacks. And have Uber, Uber line up. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Yeah. No one parked here. Exactly. Well, Sandra, where do people get copies of the Fig Chronicles if they want to see them? Fig Chronicles, and I'm sorry because it still has these beautiful tomatoes on it, but there is some relevant information until the next one comes out, probably January. Um, the restaurant, the Rhone Room, the Visitors Bureau, um, the Fig Cafe. Okay. Um, and right now, the Fig Cafe is open Wednesday through Sunday nights only, 5 o'clock, uh, for the winter or winter hours. Uh, the Rhone Room right now is Friday, Saturday, Sunday from 12 to 5 or by appointment. You can go to therhoneroom.com. And in about three weeks, you'll be able to buy wine online, our house wines. I don't oh, think I'm cool ready. How cool is that? So that'll be awesome. Or sign nice. up for the club. And um, the Girl in the Figs open every day. Uh, we will be closing sometime in January for some spring cleaning and some minor construction. And so can I order one. today? I mean, I'm in Florida, all right, and I want some of your wine. I yeah. want. Can I order it? And yeah. Do you send it? Okay. Yeah. So um, you're open on that. Yeah, we we do. We'll be using um, a third party shipping company, and so basically, it'll be yeah, a will call <laughs> sort of a thing. And um, yeah. Tell us briefly, if that's even possible, what are the plans for the Noodle Spring restaurant? Noodle Spring is fascinating. Um, it is our, we, we do a ramen pop-up every Wednesday night at Sweet Tea, and we are working on a project. We are, we would be the tenant, so the developers are needing, you know, working with PRMD, they need to make it happen, but it's going to be this mini container, um, like a park, ship, park, ship container, shipping or, container yeah. park, and then our Noodle Spring will be a shipping container 
with a front, like a 40 foot and a 20 foot. It'll be a kiosk. Outside of the space will be loungy, silverware, you know, I mean, furniture, picnic tables. There'll be an upstairs balcony seating and underneath seating, um, heaters, outdoor lights. And then there'll be um, a very small retail shop. Not sure what. And then there are three container apartments in the back. Wow. And it's a very cool project. Um, I sat in a room, I don't know how many months ago, with like every department head at PRMD. So we did this preliminary meeting, got everyone in the room and said, they made the presentation, this is what we're doing. And when they all met and sent huge amounts of this, you need to have this, you need to have this. I mean, they're so organized. And so the fires have pushed things back, I think a little bit, but... It's because the container will be made in San Leandro at this really cool company called Urban Block, which just made an Equator Coffee one, which is so cool. Um, it comes in ready to go. You hook it up and it's oh. ready. But the things that have to happen on site is they need to demolition, they need to grade, they need to get the hookups for, you know, all the utilities. And that's the, what is it called? The Lannan, Lannan building? The Lanning building. Lannan so building. it's just two doors up from El Molino. And there is El Molino and then the Voltaire Electric brick building and then the white building. Right. And so it's just about going from street to street. Little bit of controversy with the traffic and so we'll see. You it's know what? Though, so it's always going yeah. to be. If there's exactly. not controversy, you're not doing it right. Yeah. That's right. I mean, some people were like, "Can you? That's a really cool idea, but can you uh, make it not look like a container?" Like, well, that's, it's a pod. That's it's the idea. idea. Exactly. <laughs> and it's the springs, and it would be right. cool. So and it's only like four blocks from my house. Could you do it? Yeah. Like two blocks from my house. I don't know. Do you live that close? I live. Th- yeah. I live like just up. Really, yeah. Oh, yeah, I want to get right like a golf hill. cart delivery, you know, oh, wouldn't that be awesome? That would be awesome. And a cart delivery in yeah, the springs. I want to do juice shop in the morning, like organic, fresh juices and not a lot of coffee because I don't want to compete with Barking Dog. Oh, um, rickshaw, yeah, ca- a golf cart, tuck tuck uh, get a rickshaw. Tuck tuck. We we had a whole rickshaw <laughs> conversation when yes, when we Sonda did. I tried. State. That was one of her ideas: is to yeah. get people from the square to a state. I know. They thought about actually getting some yeah. rickshaws, and when you go to the girl with the is, yeah. did Sonoma pedicabs die? They did. They did. Yeah, that no. was the cool. insurance yeah. was. So, I mean, honestly, really? we would have done it. It was all about the insurance. Real, it's yeah. so high. The, the pedicabs stinks. are a couple thousand dollars, but. You but know. they have them everywhere in yeah. every other city, yeah. but, which but, uh, probably, means we're stupid yeah. at that yeah. point. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, as a, a working very close to where you're planning on putting that, it needs. Oh, I want to deliver that little to the hotel. Neighborhood really needs, needs some, a, some some more yeah. stuff. Yeah. Because people, if they don't want to hey, eat at Sante, my hood too, you know. I mean, that's right. <laughs> no, but people within walking distance of the yeah. Sonoma Mission and want more variety in what yeah. they yeah. can, what what is offered uh, off property. Yeah, and, and I think the it's plan a brilliant too thing. is that people can, you know, like you could bring. Um, we say this now, but you can bring a tamale up from El Molino and sit in that, you know, kind of a public piazza. 
But the way Karen's doing business, she could probably fill the outside of her place right. and the outside of this place. So yeah, I don't a, know. I don't know if that'll. Uh, right. Yeah, Just exactly. Auxiliary Elmolino seating. Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> red velvet ropes yeah. up. Exactly. Oh, sorry, you have talked. No, those, those are not red velvet. Those exactly. smells like salsa. Those are purple velvet. <laughs> you know, so. Uh, very fun. Well, thank you so Sandra, much for having me. Thank you for really, being our guest. Uh, I really, today. I've this listened to, I think, every single podcast. I learned something all the time. I think, you know, well, I learned something. Well, it's, <laughs> no, it's, I didn't learn anything. It's, <laughs> we learned this time. It's these three yeah. guys who drive oh, the I show. I learned so much about the wine. I mean, yeah, it's incredible. Hooking up with these three, um, I mean, I've known you guys for a long time and, and, and not that long. Not that long. You know, I mean, honestly, I'm I'm a newbie here, and you know, to to come in and find a team like this, this is really cool. It's, it's very similar. Well, to what, uh, you yeah. know, and remember, the common thing is here is, I mean, I knew Sam through a relationship with his father more than anything else. I knew Brian from the business. Um, I met Brian. I met John through Brian. Right. But the real common thread right. is. We it's basically a girl in the fig that kind of it is it grew out of yeah. that yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely that's how I ended up on your radio show the that's first right because of Brian yeah. that's, that's right, right. and you you and your dad were the first I think we did the first interview with you and your dad uh, together the, like, the two hours yeah it was very very cool so. Well, okay, everybody. Everybody, mm-hmm. all okay with uh, episode uh, thirty-one? So I've been listening to these podcasts, and at the end of them, they always say, uh, <laughs> "Review us on your favorite podcasting yes. app," Thank and you. that helps drive uh, everything. So, if you're listening and you download it on iTunes or iPodcast or all these other ones, uh, give Please us give five us stars. A review, yeah. It's easy. Mm-hmm. Why not? Yeah, and also um, subscribing. Bad Yelp review, whatever. So, subscribing subscribe. also helps yeah. drive us um, so more people can find out. And uh, and we're also open for suggestions. Um, I've been listening to Lance Armstrong's um, podcast. And hmm. uh, if you people aren't just absolute haters, I, I encourage you to listen to it because I've learned a lot um, from him, you know, for this. Um, but he always asks for suggestions, criticisms. Uh, we'll take it all. We may not. Yeah, absolutely. We may not use it, but we'll take it. Yeah, we will take it, and we will use it. Honestly, I mean, you know, look, we've we've got some people listening, so it's a good thing. So I'm I'm just happy to be able to pop that, you know, ninety eight. <laughs> Oh, right. The, the I know, you sat on this for I, like a whole I, I, six I have been weeks waiting, you know? waiting, <laughs> waiting. waiting. I've been watching those numbers every damn day until we hit 10,000, oh and that God. was that. So, Well, and John, this should be, so not next week, it's week really after. Uh, when you hear this show, you're getting close to... Um, the holidays. Close to the holidays, yeah. and you need to buy some Christmas gifts. I recommend 16600, uh, picking up some wine. Dane Sellers, uh, picking up some Chenin Blanc. Bart might be able to find a little bit um, the Rhone room. left. Uh, yeah. And then it sounds like Sandra will be up and running with uh, the Rhone Room and be able to send some wines out to you for Christmas as well. Mm-hmm. If you haven't had the Girl in the Fig wines, it's it's kind of a cool project. They're, she has, yeah. they're, they're well-known winemakers that you know their normal stuff. She has them make wine exclusively for the restaurant, and she 
that way she has control over complete it's consistency and quality. And all the, exactly. I mean, and those wines, what they really are is they're value driven. I mean, you get, you get, good, the prices right? are good and the quality yeah. you get for those prices is, is awesome. Yeah. And I'm in there asking John Wilson at lunch. Yeah. Give me the one with the map on the front. The, oh, right. The map. right. Give me the one with the map on the I don't even know what it is when I'm drinking it. It's yeah. great. It's delicious. It's yeah. absolutely fabulous. Those are the wines that we made at Pierre Gaillard, at the Gaillard family well, in April that came in just three weeks ago. I'm, yeah, I'm the one who's them. killing them all. So. Yeah. <laughs> I have a bunch of Gaillards. I need to open one of those up next time. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's really superb. Yeah. yeah. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the winemakers. Uh, as uh, Bart said, we definitely want your feedback and all your suggestions. And thank you so much for listening. Uh, Brian? Uh, appreciate it Sandra Bart and Sam you guys are what a Thank wonderful you. team um, and we will see you next week thanks for listening everybody you've been listening to the winemakers <laughs> <laughs>